Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. starting just for the next few weeks one of my favorite series it's at the movies and we're doing a christmas version come on somebody are you excited about that i'm so pumped some of that was like fake like woos all right but some of it was real so thank you for at least i'll take a fake woo over no woo so way to go but there's multiple themes within home alone 2 and 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 let me just give you a few of them and then i'm going to jump into one that i want to talk about this morning Uh, there's a huge theme one of the biggest themes in home alone is is child abandonment right i mean come on who leaves their kids home twice are you kidding me what is wrong with you people you know everybody's got somebody in their family that would do that right you all know that person in your family that would do that and if you don't know somebody in your family that would do that they know who you are um there's child abuse within the movie you know there's burglary in the movie there's all this and and how about this in home alone movies how many know they wouldn't work if they created it today would it because we have this incredible invention that we has really created a whole new spectrum of technology in the last 10 years, iPads and iPhones. I mean, seriously, you know, he would have got on the wrong plane in two seconds. Uh, hey, Dad, I'm on the wrong plane. Okay, I'll be right there. Movie over. Like, five-second movie. The fact that there's a Home Alone 2 means we live in a very creative universe, okay? There should not be two of these movies. This is like having, like, like the Titanic 2, okay? Like, <laughs> by the way, do you know there is one? I'm not even kidding. It's like some weird independent film, you know, and uh, it's, I don't know, I've never seen it. I'm sure it's horrible, but it sinks again or something. But there's there's one theme throughout this movie that I want you to catch today, all right? And and, uh, we're going to have a little fun. Uh, We're going to do this movie. We've got one movie we're doing Wednesday night. Man, come and join us. We're going to do our best. I know we're we're even this morning, we're we're really, it's really struggling to social distance. We're trying to do the best we can. We're asking you to wear masks. We're asking you to social distance. We're doing our part as a staff, and so uh, just know we're, we're trying to do everything that we can to keep you safe. Um, we've, I've had people within our church, their parents have uh, passed away from COVID in the last few weeks. Uh, we have a pastor, a friend of mine, who is still in the hospital for his third week with COVID. So uh, we're just trying to do the best we can, and so I just thank you for, for joining us with that. I know everybody has an opinion on all of that. Alright, so let me just say this theme this morning, and, and it's something you're going to see us unpack in the next you know few Sundays. And it's this. Today's theme is this. It's never too late, and then we're going to fill in the blank. It's never too late to belong. Everybody say belong. belong. It's never too late to belong. And I want to unpack that this morning because you might say, that seems like kind of a you know kid's church principle. I, I know I belong. I know i got friends. I don't belong to Jesus. But I want to unpack what that looks like. Let me show you this next clip this morning in Home Alone 2. Go for it, guys. Can you guys bring the lights down too? Thank you. Okay, Frank. Frank.
and gentlemen of the jury. I'd like to apologize to my family for whatever displeasure I might have caused you. What? My prank was immature and ill-timed. Immature or not, it was pretty golden hilarious. <laughs> I'd also like to apologize to my brother. Kevin, I'm sorry. Oh, boss. That was very nice. Kevin, do you have something to say? gets worked or not. Who wants to spend Christmas in a tropical climate anyway? Kevin! Kevin, you walk out of here. You sleep on the third floor. Yeah, with me. <laughs> so what else is new? You better not wreck my trip, you little sourpuss. Your dad's paying good money for it. Oh, wouldn't want to spoil your fun, Mr. Cheapskate. What a troubled young man. Love the movie. Love the movie. Hey, so who are you in this clip? All right, are you, are you the laughing parents? Are are you, you know, which I hope not. Are you Kevin? You know, who's just doing his little thing and he's innocent and he's got his brother, the bully. Come on, some of you had had siblings that were bullies. I had a younger sister, man. I'll never forget this kindergarten, and I was in second grade. Get on the bus. And uh, she was, you know, two and a half years younger than me. And a kid was picking on me. And my kindergarten sister went up to him and said, don't you dare mess with my brother. I never wanted to go on the bus again after that. I'm like, man. Or or maybe you can relate to Buzz. You're like the one that's, dude, I just want to smack this kid. And maybe you got like that bully thing in you. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Or or you're the innocent bystanders just standing around going, I don't know what's happening. Or, Or maybe you felt like the teacher. Maybe 2020 has felt like that Christmas tree just slapping you upside the noggin in 2020. I don't know. All right. We're all at different places, but here's what I want to talk about. You got Kevin. Okay. Kevin. And thank you. Uh, Bethany gave me a name tag this morning. I don't know if you can see it in the back row, but it says Kevin McAllister. That was pretty good. Thank you. All right. Uh, who are you? Kevin feels like he doesn't belong. How many know bullies are bullies not because they want to be, because of their insecurities? Okay. And, and a lot of the, what we do is outside of our insecurity. If you're like a demanding person, there's insecurities. If you're a quiet, shy person, it's because of your insecurities. The way we respond is usually because of those insecurities. And I can just tell you, I have a lot of insecurities. One of them is, it's kind of weird wearing this in front of you, okay? Like that's, this, this makes me feel very insecure right now. Not Santa, but it's got like sequins on it. Wow, that's weird, all right? I blame Derek for this shirt, all right? You're welcome. Thank you. Love you. All right. But who has ever felt... And don't raise your hand, okay? Because it's either it's 99% of us and 1% of you lie to yourself. Um, who has ever felt like no one gets you? 
or you feel like you just don't belong, or you're not quite normal. You feel like, I just stick out like a sore thumb. My family doesn't get me. My friends don't get me. Nobody really gets me. I'm just, I just feel like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fitting in. I'm like the odd one out. You remember that Sesame Street, which one of these doesn't belong? Okay. All right. Who's old enough to remember that with me? All right. Yeah. You know, you had like the four squares. I mean, I still do that today. I just don't know. All right. So I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all have felt that way from time to time. Most of you know some of my history. If I haven't had a chance to share, became a Christ follower in my high school years. Before that, I was a drama geek. I loved acting. I loved theater. I loved the stage. So it's weird that I get to do what I get to do. This is just a portion of it. But here's the deal. I remember my freshman year, I had the lead in in a play, and then our director quit, and we got a new director and a new drama teacher, and I was like, yeah, I get to show off my skills, and guess who she didn't pick to be in the play? Uh, Yeah, oh no, somebody said it. I was like, are you, and I was like broken. I don't, fight or flight, I'd flight. I was like, why she didn't pick me? And I I couldn't believe it. I was complaining to my friends and I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to do behind the scenes stuff. I'm not a tech guy. I touch tech and I break it. And I'm going, I, and it still happens to this day. And I'm going, I don't know about this. I don't know. And I felt like, I don't know what just happened. My world just got wrecked, you know? Nachos, a new director. She even put my wife in as a dead body in the play and not even me. All right? But think about this. Here's what I want to get to today, okay? Because some of you are like, I don't deal with insecurities. That's probably your insecurity. Jesus, think about this just for a moment. Son of God, right? We celebrate his what at Christmas time? Come on, let's get it right. His birth, yeah, good job. All right, we celebrate his birth at Christmas time. I thought it was about Santa. No. Um, and so we celebrate Jesus' birth. But think about this. We don't have a lot in the Bible. We don't have a lot extra evidence. We have some stuff, but not a ton of his upbringing from when he was born to when he was a teenager. We have a few things when he was dedicated at the temple and times he was teaching people at the temple and some stuff outside in a book called Josephus about him growing up and a few other things, but there's not a ton on there. But I have to imagine that Jesus probably felt like he doesn't belong. I mean, just imagine, just you know, just pretend for a second. Here you are, you are the son of God, and you're born to this woman who got pregnant in that day and age outside of wedlock, and she probably felt judged, she probably felt not accepted, and here's this baby, and he's probably being judged, and he's trying as a kid to obey his parents. You know, his, you know, his friends growing up that are four and five, they're throwing crap at each other, and he's going, I'm not going to do that because it's Jesus. He's not sinning his whole life. And you get to his teenage years, and his friends, you know what, back in that day, they married early. Jesus didn't marry. He didn't even have a girlfriend. And so he probably looks a little awkward. Like, what's wrong with you? You know? And then he's got all these expectations from the Jewish people because they thought, this is our new king. And so Jesus, in my opinion, probably felt like, I don't have a place here. And in fact, he even talks about not having a place because he went somewhere else to prepare a place for you and me so that, well, he felt like he didn't belong, you and I would always feel like we belong. Can I just share something real, just simple? Christianity is simple. Don't confuse it. All right? Here's the deal. The moment you say yes to Jesus, you belong. If you ever go, I wonder, I wonder what kind of membership class and everything i got to go through so that I can belong to, to the Bridge Church. Can I just tell you what it is? The fact that you exist means you belong to the Bridge Church. Okay? All right? You can clap for that. Some of you are trying to. Come on. That's okay. I can only imagine, though, what Jesus went through. He didn't feel like he belonged. 
Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, one of my favorite prophecies about Christmas. For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's who he was. That's who he is. That's who he came to be. But the expectations of who he would become were insane. And he fulfilled them all, but it looked differently than the expectations that other people put on him. Within this movie, you see false expectations all the time. Constantly. And so because of our expectations, because of our insecurities, because of all of that, today I think we have a population. We're more connected online than ever, but we're more lonely than ever. Okay? Because we're happy. We, we pretend like we're happy. We, we want to look good on the outside. We don't want people to think there's anything wrong. And so we look like some of these characters. But I think the lonelier we are on the inside, the happier we try to become on the outside because we're trying to protect ourselves. Because it hurts when we get hurt. As we put up the wall, we do things. See, only God knows what's going on inside of you. I tell my wife all the time, my 13th rib, the mind reading one, that's gone. I no longer have it. Don't know what you are thinking. Okay? My wife, she uses, my favorite word that she uses is what? Fine. Fine. I hate that word. Okay? Because fine, you know how many meanings that word has? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I get scared for my life when I hear that four-letter word. That, in my book, is the F word. Just FYI, all right? (laughs) See, you see, you and I, we're meant for a relationship. We were created with relationship in mind. In fact, without relationship, we wouldn't have a need for church. Okay? We have proven in 2020 that there is need for relationship. Relationships are what matters most. And every relationship is this opportunity for us to love like God loved. To forgive like God forgave. To belong like Jesus belonged to his Father. He went to prepare a place for us there. And so if you think today, you're going, man, alright, I can't wait because we need each other. And Pastor Chris talking about this. If you think you're called to find belonging in others, you're wrong. Here's why. And we talk all the time, and, and I do a lot of premarital counseling, marital counseling, and I say, hey, what's happening? And usually it's an expectation of response. That's usually the problem um, 100% of the time. It's the expectation of response in a relationship. That's where we find the root issue every single time. Expectation of response. Whether it's a friendship, a child-parent relationship, marital relationship, all of that. The expectation of response is where we find ourselves and we get into trouble. And what I hear a lot of times is, well, my spouse doesn't know what I need, okay? Kids tell me, my parents don't know what I need right now. This is what I need from you, or I need this from you. And here's the deal. This is one thing that I believe God has shown me in 2020, is that's the wrong way of thinking. The right way of thinking is, everything that I need can be found in my relationship with Christ. Everything. Everything. Well, well, why do we need people then? Why why do we need marriage? Here's why. To glorify God. It's the only reason. If we find our, if we're called to find our needs in others, can I tell you that eventually you're going to be let down? Because they will never measure your expectation of response. Can't do it. It's impossible. That's why it's so important to have relationship with the Savior who was born that we celebrate December 25th. When you accept Christ, your longing for belonging, it's fulfilled. Okay? That's when it's fulfilled. And so going back to Him and just sitting with Christ. Thank God, thank you. 
Thank you for loving me. Man, my husband's not doing what I, what I really want, that expectation. My kids, all of that. Hey, look, at this, this family, the McAllister family, they're dysfunctional, okay? But all of ours are as well, aren't they? Hey, who here has a normal family? I'm just curious. Derek's lying to you right now. Anybody? Okay. All right. We got two liars in the house this morning. All right. There's no such thing as normal. You all got awkward families. You know why? You've told me about them. All right. You've invited me to dinner with you. Some of you are weird. All right. Like, and that's okay. I'm weird too. All right. We get together, but there's no. We, we get this like this desire. We get this thing in our mind. Well, if only it looked like this. If only I had this. And that's when I have to talk other spouses off the ledge from doing something they might regret. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Put on the screen for you. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Can I hear good amen? Amen. As some are in the habit of doing. Man, I tell you what. It's like, it's like Paul, when he wrote this, knew this would happen this year. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the blank approaching. The what approaching? The day. Do you notice anything weird about this word day in this scripture? Why is it capital? Is it a mistake in the Bible? No. If you go back to our series that we did in November, this is talking about the end times. The day. The day that Jesus returns. So as a Christ follower, we celebrate Jesus' birth. Okay, Christmas time. Easter, we celebrate his death and resurrection. Alright? And then we look forward as Christians constantly to when he returns. So as we see that day approaching, that day coming back, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go listen to those messages from November. We go, hey, we got to spur each other on. We've got to encourage each other. we got to make sure that we belong to God during this time because when it gets tough, I need to cling on to my Jesus. Okay? All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Things, I'm going to set up this clip. Things will try to derail you of that belief constantly. Before we play it, let me just say this. There's a strong statement here this morning. If you don't feel like you are trying to be derailed from your faith, then you probably don't have faith. Hear me out for a moment. Because the enemy hates us, and he wants us to be derailed all the time. What is he trying to derail? Your relationship with God, constantly. If he's not derailing you, it's never too late to belong and say, Jesus, I want that relationship with you. Let me play one of my favorite clips from the movie. Go ahead, guys. There's no kid always wins against two idiots. Hey! He's in the living room! Fight for the freedom!
Christmas! That's two. Come on, let's get them. Oops. That's three. say this with your relationship with God, okay? Don't give up. Don't give up. I know so many of you wanted to. If you saw my texts and messages and the emails, for some of you, this this has been tough. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give in to the things that are trying to attack you, okay? Don't give in to that. And don't give up to the convictions to which you belong. Don't give up on those. You know, there's... uh, there's this test that was done, this was about 20 years ago, and it shows how people want to belong. Okay? It says a lot of times people will give up on their own convictions to belong to something. You know, And it's not too late to belong to Christ. But here it is. There was this test, and it was conducted at a university. It was 10 students, and they were placed in a room. Three lines of varying length were written by the professor. The students were told to raise their hands when the instructor pointed to the second longest line. But nine of the students had been instructed beforehand to raise their hands when the instructor pointed to the second longest line. One student was the setup. Okay, So the usual reaction of the setup was to put his hand up, you know, look around and then realize he was all alone and then he'd pull it back down when he realized he was all by himself. This happened, you ready for this? 75% of the time in this study. Okay, This was with students from grade school through high school because we have a strong, strong desire to belong. People would rather belong than be right. And can I just say to you, as a Christ follower, you get to have both. You get to be right and belong. I've said it before. Stop trying to fit in when you were meant to stand out. Okay? Stop trying to fit in when you were meant to stand out. Let me show you one more uh, slide here, one more video. And and Kevin, you got to realize throughout this movie, who, oh, come on, how many favorite parts of Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are when Kevin's like putting together the stuff for the bad guys? I mean, that's that's like what makes the movie, right? And and it's so extensive. You see his plan, and you know in real life, none of this could happen. In fact, if you you ever got a moviemistakes.com, there's so many plot holes in this movie. I don't watch it for the reality portion of this movie, okay? That's why I watch Back to the Future. And so, I just want you to know and realize that within this movie, there's this longing for belonging that we can only find in Christ. And I want you to see it. We're having fun with the movie here. But here it is. Kevin's been battling these bad guys over and over. And once again, just like in Home Alone 1, shocker, the plot's almost identical. He runs to the park, Central Park in New York, where a kid should never be by himself, nor any adult. And he's here and he's hanging out. And the bad guys are coming up, and they're getting ready to shoot him. They're getting ready to kill Kevin. And then all of a sudden, something takes place. So go ahead, guys. Let's get out of here. Shut up, I said. I never made it to sixth grade, kid. It doesn't look like you're going to eat it. Let him go. Kevin! 
That's good. You can pause it there. All right. Who's, who's like, got to go see it now? Like, the rest of them? Yeah, like, half of us, right? I, like, want to go watch it. All right. Let me read a scripture to you. That scripture, I want you to just hold on to this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. It's talking about anybody who becomes a Christ follower. And that's what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Okay? If you feel like you belong to the world, then we don't yet belong to God. It's a tough statement, but you and I, you ready for this? We're called to be rejected by this world. You and I are called to be rejected by this world. Thanks for the encouragement. Why? Because we are spiritual citizens, spiritual beings having an earthly experience. We are not earthly beings having a spiritual experience. There's a difference. If you feel like, man, I don't know about this, I do feel rejected, then praise God. Praise God for it. Read through, you know, biblical character after biblical character of that. And let me just say this. There's hope because in Jesus, it's never too late to belong. I want that to be ingrained in your mind this morning. Hopefully it is. Let me just show you a couple pictures here of, uh, of some characters. Here's, here's Buzz. All right. I don't know about you, but I just wanted to slug Buzz when I first saw this movie, you know? When, when Kevin slugs him off the high rise, you know, off the choir rise, I'm like, yeah! But Buzz needed to belong. There's a reason he was, you know, the way he is. There's a reason that he was a bully. We don't know what happened. Maybe he's a big family. Maybe he felt forgotten about or not as loved as his other brother. We have no idea. You know, it's a fictional character. But some of us can relate to Buzz, you know? Some, some of you are the Buzz that made me go on the merry-go-round a hundred times when I was a kid, okay? The machine from hell. <laughs> merry-go-round. Whoever came up with that, by the way? There is, you know, Tim Hawkins says there's nothing merry about the merry-go-round. There's just not. All right, go to the next one. Some of you feel like this. My family forgot about me. My friends forgot about me. I feel forgotten. I don't feel like I belong. You know, it's a funny story, but there's one scene in this movie where you see him and his mom, and they meet at the big tree in New York, and they finally see each other, and there's this moment of hope. And I just want you to know, if you're here this morning, you can relate to Kevin, that there's hope. There's hope to belong in Christ. Know that. Third pigeon lady. How many love the pigeon? Like, she was just like your favorite. Yeah, okay. She just has this like calming presence about her. But when you meet her, when Kevin first did, he was freaked out by her. Why? She's dirty, smelled, looked weird, had pigeon poop in her hair, you know, like just awkward. She didn't feel like she had a place at all. Here she is, you know, living basically by herself in Central Park. Some of us can relate to the pigeon lady. What about Uncle Frank? How many of you, don't raise your hand, but how many of you are the freeloaders of your family? Well, I'm going there because I know they got good presents and they got good food. <sighs> They'll take care of me. Maybe it's because you don't realize that God just wants to take care of you yet. Maybe you didn't realize that you're enough. It doesn't need to be you plus anything because you plus Jesus is the perfect equation. Alright? Here's the last one. The sticky bandits. Sticky bandits. How many remember their name in the first movie? The Wet Bandits. You watched Home Alone too much. All right. Sticky Bandits. Some of you are going, I want to bring justice into my own hands. 
life hasn't been fair, so I'm going to take it on. And God's going, no, just belong. Just abide in me, and it'll be okay. That's my encouragement to you. Know that there's this belonging. See, here's one part of this story is the fact of the end part. Okay, you remember that scene here? Here Kevin comes. Guys are after him. And then who shows up to save Kevin? We just watched the clip. Pigeon Lady. All right, Pigeon Lady shows up. Here's what I love about this. And I love in the first one, you got the, the old dude with the shovel. You know, he, he takes care of the bad guys in the first one. Here's what I love about both of these. Nothing Kevin could do could save himself. He had everything right. He had the plan. You know, in real life, these bandits would have died over and over and over by now. Let's face it. It's not our sacrifice that saves, but his. Okay? It's not our sacrifice that saves. It's his. No matter how hard Kevin tried, he could not save himself. It's never, ever too late to belong. Some of you need to hear that today because you haven't yet, even though I've said it a million times. It's never too late to belong. I'm not talking about belonging to each other. I'm talking about belonging to Christ. Belonging to Him. He wants you. He loves you. I'm going to put a number up on the screen. You can text yes if you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus or any prayer request, anything. Because we need to have each other as the day approaches this Christmas year. You know, this Wednesday, we're hanging out. This place is going to be open 5, 6, 30, and 8 for those three services. You can put that slide up if you want. But here's the deal. A lot of people, we have a lot of visitors come to that service that night than any other service of our year. And here's the deal. It might look like everybody's having a party and having a great time. We're going to rock out. We've got some great guests and a lot of cool things happening. We've got one of our biggest guests is this dude here, Fat Santa. All right? And uh, Santa, who will be here, is not fat, by the way. (laughs) Careful there. And reindeer coming. All right? But people, a lot of times, can be in the middle of others and they feel alone. Know that that's happening. Let's be the church that night. But I want you to know that you belong. Maybe you feel like an outcast. Maybe you feel like, maybe for you, it's going, you know what, Pastor Chris? 2020's been great. I don't, I feel awkward even saying it. Some of you have said that to me. Wherever it finds you, know that your belonging isn't about how great or how bad 2020 has been or even what you have done, but it's what he's done for you and I. Coming as an infant, giving his life, resurrecting again, resurrecting, going to heaven, sending the Holy Spirit to lead us until that day. That's who Jesus is. He gave his life for you and me. And so let's just continue to be belonging to him. If you've never belonged to him, it's just by a simple prayer of confession that you believe. You know, I had a friend of mine tell me once, he said, you know the the measure between hell and heaven? He said, you know the distance of it? And I'm like, I don't know the distance between hell and heaven. He goes, I know it. I'm like, well, what is it? And he goes, it's 18 inches. And I'm like, 18 inches? What, what, What are you talking about? He goes, it's difference between religion in your head, relationship in your heart so convicted me. Make it real. It doesn't have to be something you do. Have it all together. You don't have to have it all figured out. Man, if you don't feel like you belong with family, friends, people in the world, then praise Him. Thank Him. God, thank you. Because you know what He's done? He's showing you that you need your belonging in Him more than anything else right now. I'm not sharing this out of theory, by the way, in 2020. This is out of my own experience and belief. And so I'm just inviting you on a journey with me. Let's pray. God, I thank you that it's never too late to belong. But maybe we don't feel like we belong 
sometimes in our family. Maybe we don't feel like we're normal. Maybe we feel like, maybe we feel like God, I don't even know what, what my need is in you right now. Or maybe we feel like I'm, I'm too needy. Wherever you might find us at, would you meet us there? Love us enough not to leave us there, though, God. Thank you for your son. Thank you that that's why we celebrate Christmas. When we get to give you our lives, we get to love you as you first loved us. And so I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that we can take a silly movie and we can learn about your biblical truth of how we get to belong with you. Lord, you fulfill that need and that longing to belong. Lord, if there's anyone here, I pray that they would not leave this place this morning. They wouldn't go to bed tonight until they know they belong to you. Lord, if that's a step that they're not ready to make yet, may they know that this church is there for them every day, every minute, every hour, because we're here to call to do life together, to encourage each other as that day approaches. Lord, have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in this week to come, in this Christmas week. God, would you bless our service this Wednesday? Lord, would you protect, keep everybody safe while we're here, while we can just celebrate you and your birth. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.